Welcome back to Afternoons Live with Tyler Axness. I'm his friend Aaron Oban, State Director for USDA Rural Development in North Dakota, filling in for him while he's on a little break. Um, your, la- your last guest that we were visiting with was the Undersecretary of USDA Rural Development. Um, as I'm sharing throughout the course of this show, some really specific examples of the ways in North Dakota, that USDA Rural Development is uh, merely a partner in helping rural people and places um, to finance the projects that are important to them, that help better serve their communities, that take care of their residents, uh, to, to have better, stronger businesses. Um, and so we, we were talking a little bit about a new facility in Jamestown that will be built, a, a new healthcare facility. And it's one of many projects that we are helping to finance in rural communities all across North Dakota. So if you are anywhere near Kandu or Cooperstown or Rugby um, or Northwood, those are all projects just within the last year that we have uh, we have partnered with with local healthcare professionals and leaders to help them move forward with some new facilities to better serve their um, their patients and their and their community. One of our our next guest is going to be Brock Sherva. He is the CEO of Northwood Deaconess Health Center, uh, not too far north of here, uh, in between here and Grand Forks and a little bit off the interstate. And I had the good fortune last week on Thursday to go and visit Brock and his team in Northwood and to announce the investment of $25 million um, in, in the form of a, of a loan to Northwood Deaconess to help them in a major uh, renovation of their current facility. So I want to welcome you, Brock, and thank you so much for taking a little bit of time with me today to share about the, uh, the great work that you're doing in Northwood and those surrounding communities. When I visited, it was very clear, uh, based on the folks that I was with, that um, that they also go to your healthcare facility for care when they need it, uh, when their kiddos get sick and or injured. I, I often think about small towns, especially now that I'm a mom of a six-year-old who makes not the best decisions all the time, of what would happen if my kid was on monkey bars. I swear to God, every time there's a, mon- a set of monkey bars, a kid breaks their arm. Um, yeah. where, where would we go in rural communities if not for people in places like Northwood? So welcome, Brock. Thanks for coming on with me. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for coming out on Thursday. Uh, we had a blast, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on the show today. Excited to talk about our project. Well, it's especially nice to talk about a local boy who's done good, Brock. So I understand that well, you, you are a product of Northwood, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess jury's still out on the good part, but yes, I, I am a I am a product of of Northwood and uh, Northwood Public School. Uh, so born and born and raised here, uh, family all around here. So uh, and raising was, the next generation in Northwood, right? Ra- ra- raising the next generation. I I echo your uh, gratitude for the ER here in town. Uh, we've got an eighteen month old daughter, and you know I was always told that uh, you know girls don't tend to get in trouble, but I think our uh, our daughter's kind of pushing the envelope on that. So. We've uh, we've frequented the ER a couple times as well, so happy to 
happy to have the local faces here caring for well, us. Well, I'm so. guessing as the CEO and former CFO and former board member, right, of Northwood, <laughs> right. that you have right. pretty pretty good faith in that system that you are helping to... Uh, I, I have the utmost faith in our system and uh, our, our providers and our, our caregivers here. Uh, you know, I always tell people I'm biased, but we do really have the best here, so... Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on to talk a little bit about Abarak. Can you talk about the services that are provided um, in your facility and some of the challenges that um, that continuing to maintain and sustain the the workforce, the facility, the the level of care that that your neighbors deserve? Yeah. Yeah. Sure thing. Um, so our our facility uh, originally, I'll give you a, I'll give you all the the history on it first because I think it really plays into why why a building project was needed here. Um, so our our facility first started out as a uh, home for the aging, is what they called it, um, and it was also kind of a makeshift hospital um, that the area Lutheran churches uh, decided to develop, and that was back in 1902. Uh, so the first actual nursing home and hospital in town here was actually a house that was located uh, a few miles out of town that they uh, brought in via rolling logs and horses. Uh, and so that's that's how uh, NDHC started. That is wild. And it is. It is. Uh, construction's come a long way since then. <laughs> so uh, so since then, uh, so we really, the, the nursing home, as, as we came to know it now, um, was started in 1934. Uh, and then underwent a, a major renovation to add some rooms in 1965. Um, the hospital space, as we know it right now, was added on in 1971. Um, and then we also had a clinic space that was also added in the 70s. Um, and so what happened is, is as as Northwood Deaconess expanded, um, we we would buy up another lot in town and, and slowly move, you know, north and south from where from where our original spot was. Um, and you know, up until probably, you know, 15, 20 years ago, uh, inpatient was was the way of the world. And so you would you would come into the nursing home, you, you tended to go to the nursing home if you couldn't do uh, one of your, your ADLs or your daily activities. Um, and you would go into the hospital, and a hospital was, you know, typically a five to seven day stay. Um, there really wasn't uh, outpatient, uh, as we know it today, wasn't really a thing. And so so our hospital, or, or I guess our nursing home, was was built out, and it, and it, you know, you walk through the facility, it, it mirrors a hospital in its look and feel. You know, you have your your long corridors, kind of a kind of a sterile feeling, um, and then you've got your your hospital, which is obviously a very sterile feeling. Um, and so what what we started to look at is the the need for our outpatient services uh, really has been booming over the last twenty years. Um, and so our our space is kind of working against us. So sure. so I use I use this to lead up to to the services that we offer here because they've really grown. Um, so we right now today currently um, we operate a, a 37 bed skilled nursing facility. Um, we have a 12 bed uh, critical access hospital. We have a rural health clinic connected onto um, our hospital, and then we also have an outpatient uh, PTOT and speech therapy. Um, along with you know your your usual and customary things that come with a hospital for the a lab a pharmacy um, we have some radiology space so we can do some some echoes EKGs uh, X-ray that kind of stuff. So sharing that space to provide a lot of different uh, services to those who would uh, come into your facility just not 
necessarily designed in a way that makes a lot of sense anymore. Correct. And, and services that or, or uh, to, to modify the, the equipment that's around today that wasn't around in the 70s. Uh, you know, we have, some, we have some tight corners that some of the, the equipment doesn't really uh, uh, work with. Uh, our lab space, we've built it out three times over now to try to make room for all the new analyzers and that kind of stuff that comes in. Um, our, our x-ray space has been built out and and really we're out of we're out of ground on where we can go. We're kind of uh, pushing all of our boundaries um, on, on any direction. So we, it's, th- this building has worked for us and we've we've piecemealed it together, but we've kind of gotten to the point where it's it's working against us and we are as efficient as we can be in this building. Um, you know we we don't compromise patient care, but it's it's caused us to, to really look at some things, and there's been some services that we're really excited and want to add uh, to our community that we haven't been able to branch off into just uh, just based on, on limited space and, and, you know, our current layout working against us. And what I've also learned in, in talking with all of these rural health care leaders is is how how that also works against the workforce. So if, mm-hmm. if the layout of the building is not in a way um, that both serves patients well and also um, helps to keep the miles off the feet of the people who are providing it, uh, makes for easy transfers of, of um, patients or whatever it happens to be. Those all wear over the course of time on mm-hmm. an already limited workforce to serve um, to serve those patients. So yeah. Be, yeah, being our, able our... to take a pause and, and look back and d- really decide strategically mm-hmm. how you're going to move a big project forward, because this is not a small project for a community the size of Northwood, um, requires no. some real thought. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we're, we're dealing with about 55,000 square feet uh, in our facility. So we, we do have a big footprint uh, and we're uh, going to continue to be in this footprint. Uh, so, you know, our, our project will be phased in three different parts. We will be uh, living in our construction um, and, and going through that. But we are we are so excited to have, you know, all of our patient care areas within the same, you know, 20,000 square feet rather than on, you know, opposite ends of the building and having all, you know, 55,000 square feet working against us on that. Brock, it was, it was such a a pleasure to come to your community. I told you I would come back when it's time to do that groundbreaking. So I know you all are preparing for that. And and um, what a huge decision and investment this is, not just in the healthcare uh, of of that community, but but in the entire region of folks who are going to continue to rely on you and utilize the care that you provide. So thank you for that commitment that you have to the people that you serve and to the communities that you're in. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you know, we uh, we wouldn't be able to do this without the help of the USDA on this, uh, without without programs that you guys offer. I mean, this is you're right. This is a huge undertaking for uh, for a facility the size of ours and in a community the size of ours. But but it's needed, and and you know, our our residents and our patients deserve the the same care as any other place. So yes, they uh, do. We're 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 excited to do it. We're excited to get into the project. Uh, yeah, we, we are definitely excited. Uh, hopefully we'll have a groundbreaking later this summer. We'll be able to, to invite you back and uh, get some shovels in the ground. And uh, for anybody else that wants to check out our project, um, we are posting web or, uh, updates on our website and on our Facebook. So North of Deaconess Health Center uh, is our Facebook page, and ndhc.net is our website. So we hope everybody follows along with our with our progress. Perfect plug, Brock. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I've been practicing. I, you know, I was working with our 
with our marketing person before this, you know, to, to kind of prep something. So well, we had to put our little plug in. I, I, I also met her, and uh, you have a great team there with you, Brock. Thanks again for uh, just joining us for a couple minutes and, and providing some, some greater context into the ways that USDA Rural Development Programs uh, turn into something that is a really big deal for communities. Well, thank you again for having me, Aaron. Really, really appreciate it. Take care, Brock. We'll see you soon. I understand you're also a city councilor, so if you need more things, there's rural development. Ooh. Yeah, don't hold it against me, but I will probably I be coming back to you for uh, for that too, because you you saw our streets. We could always we could always use a little bit of work. We look forward to working with you uh, now and in the future, Brock. We are going to go to KFGO weather with Tutel Tom Shemansky. As a Bismarck girl, I used to hear that boy or that that voice and name a lot more than I do now. If I really